At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin our number two betting across America. Dave Ross and Malshaw here in Las Vegas at Circus Sportsbook. You know, the city cast we do here on VEASAN are spectacular. Right. My guy Frank Hanrahan does a great job in Washington, D.C. The king of New York, Will Hill. Love always getting Will's thoughts. Daniel Alvari does a great job in L.A. Philadelphia. Ryan Rothstein's got it locked down in Philly. I like to call it the city of brotherly shove. I say it affectionately. But, you know, being in D.C. for so long, Ryan, then going to Philadelphia, you always knew those Philly fans knew you were from D.C. and not from Philadelphia. Great to have you on the program on a Saturday. You know, we were kind of kidding before we we began this conversation on the air how in Philadelphia it, it feels like they are optimistic in Philly. That seems rare for that fan base. How fired up are they for this Fly Eagle Flies team? Expectations are concerningly high right now. Fellas. Uh, <laughs> Good line. You, because you, you know this, Dave, and I, I know them all. I'm sure he does too. Just with sports cities like us, us being Philadelphia, if you say all the right things, if you do all the right things, it, it's almost like your play is secondary until the play becomes horrific and unavoidable. <laughs> unavoidable, right? But. Uh, Jalen has said all the right things. He is mature for his age. He is a known leader, the locker room. He's won over the locker room. He's a worker. He's a leader. I've heard the word intangibles about 10,000 times here in the city of Philadelphia. It's it's gotten sickening, uh, but that, it's all true. I, I jokes aside, Jalen is a great kid. He's mature. He's a leader. He does and says all the right things, but can you throw the football when it matters? Those are the questions that only matter to me. 
I would agree with you. I love the point you make there, Ryan. I just am not a believer in this guy. I go back to the national championship game. I told Brent Musburger on air. So listen, you want to win? Get rid of him. Bring in Tua. They bring it. That's why Saban's, wow. Saban's the GOAT. And he made that change. And when you look at this team, Ryan, all the pieces are in pace. And Miles Sanders saying, oh, we're an all-star team. First of all, can we just not overreact a little bit here? <laughs> you're in the NFC least. You should win this division. 11-6 and six should be the record if you're that good. But is this just some of those times that in, during the offseason, there's an it team. And in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles seem like that team. I mean, when you look at other areas aside from the quarterback position, what concerns you from an Eagles perspective? Yeah, it, listen, it's a great question. And you, you look at the season that the Eagles had last year. And this is my concern here as far as why expectations may be a little bit too high. This time last year, you fire your Super Bowl winning head coach and his entire coaching staff. You officially make the change to the young Jalen Hurts. No expectations in this city uh, for anything of relevance for the Philadelphia Eagles. They finish nine and eight above 500. They get into the playoffs, which none of us, and I'm sure you guys can uh, touch on that as well. None of us believe that would be the case. They get the break speed off them against Tampa Bay. But you look back on last season and you say, wow, all right, no, no one really expected that. Well, now they address a ton of offseason needs on both sides of the ball. You trade for A.J. Brown. You still draft Jordan Davis. Defensively, you bring in Hassan Riddick. You steal Bradbury away from the Giants, right? Like there is a lot to be excited about strictly on paper. But can Jalen Hurts throw the football? (laughs) Like like that's the serious question. I have no clue what the answer is to that question. So you can be excited about what Howie Roseman did this offseason. You can look at last year and say, well, two plus two has to equal four because they finished nine and eight last year. They're a much better team on paper this year. I'm not buying any of that. Right. And this is let's also remember Nick Sirianni passed over the play calling reins to Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator. Not a huge deal. But their identity is going to be different this season as well. So they're going through a makeover identity-wise. And Jalen Hurts has to prove himself. It's all well and good. He can rush for 700-plus yards on the ground. That's not a recipe for success if we want to talk about Lombardi trophies. So I am not as high on this team as a lot of people are, both in this city and even outside of it. Plus $1.65 to win the East. That was well over $2 before the draft. And as you mentioned, that trade for A.J. Brown, and those numbers got shorted here as they become the, the chic pick here to upset the, the Dallas Cowboys, still the small favorite, to win the division. You, you mentioned Nick Sirianni. You go back to that press conference, the introductory press conference, which was bizarre at best. And then all of a sudden, now, he takes him to the postseason in year one. And then it gives up play-calling duties, as you just mentioned. Who is Nick Sirianni, and what's the role then if he's not calling plays? Is he just now the overseer? as a true head coach, right? And I'll, I'll be in every meeting, but I don't have, have my, my handprint on any one thing in particular. Who is Nick Sirianni? That, that's the million-dollar question, Dave, right? You mentioned the, the press conference uh, and then the fertilizing comments last <laughs> year. He started off a little weird in Philadelphia, but when you make the playoffs when you're not expected to in year one and you're replacing the guy that brought this city a Super Bowl, that's a tall task, right? It's a tall task period to be the head coach in Philadelphia for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I don't know who Nick Sirianni is and all the attention and focus is on Jalen hurts, but you bring up Sirianni and I think it's, it's needed to bring him up because people say, this is the year we're going to figure out and find out about Jalen. This is the year we're going to figure out and find out about the head coach, Nick Sirianni. 
I'm not trying to come on here with you fellas and say, I don't know to every question, but I think you can read into my answers mm -hmm. with let's pump the brakes on all this positivity and pick Philadelphia as the sleeper team. They're on, they're overlooked. They're going to win this division. They're going to win the NFC least maybe right. But I'm not going to, I'm not ready to go out on paper and write this down and give this out as picks to win the division on the Philadelphia city cast or a sleeper pick for the NFC championship. We're going to see who Nick Sirianni is. I like that. He gave up the play calling because you should be a little bit more of a CEO, right? You shouldn't have too many plates mm -hmm. and uh, you know, things that you're juggling up in the air, but we shall see fellas, right? This is going to be a team that wants to throw the ball more. Uh, the head coach now is no longer calling plays. Uh, my crystal ball is in the shop, so I can't answer who Nick Sirianni <laughs> is, uh, you know, quite literally at this point, because we don't know. And we're going to get these answers. And that's all part of my hesitation surrounding this Eagles team. Yeah, I, I love the points you've raised so far, Ryan. I want to go to the defensive side of the ball. A couple of concerns I have. Brandon Graham coming back off of injury. Uh, Fletcher Cox, both of them getting a little bit older. How effective are these guys going to be? Because you take away the front four. The back seven for me, I still got question marks. Yeah, you get Bradbury from the Giants. He's solid. But I, I don't look at this team and go, hey, they got a shutdown dude back there. They're going to be able to take away the number one on the other side necessarily. Well, you know, they, they have Slay, which yeah. is a positive. They brought in uh, Tart as well. So they have addressed some needs in the secondary. But I'm I'm still with you, Amal. Like, I, I don't know what this defense is. Fletcher Cox, some people say, uh, he was a victim of a new system last year and a new defensive coordinator in Jonathan Gannon. Others say uh, father time is starting to catch up. Some say it's a little bit of both. Once again, I think we're going to find out this season as it relates to Fletcher Cox. It's great to have Brandon Graham back. They certainly missed him last year. Uh, the depth up front is is exciting. You bring in Jordan Davis, the young big fella out of Georgia, right? So you have a lot to be excited about as well as Riddick. But Jonathan Gannon, this is a young guy in this league who is getting mentioned for head coaching vacancy jobs. I, I wanted to sit down and talk to those people in the NFL. Like, what are you smoking? Uh, I, I don't understand it. I don't know what this Jonathan Gannon dude is. There's early reports out of camp. The Eagles are going to run possibly both a 3-4 and a 4-3. You look oh. at last year, he had coverage 10 to 12 yards off their wide receivers. Uh, so long-winded rant and ramble here of, uh, I, I'm not that confident in Jonathan Gannon either. He has a lot of pressure on him, and the city is not as high on him as they are Jalen and even Nick Sirianni. So his leash is short, it's tight, uh, and the defense has to step up because if you look at all the offseason additions, you say this is a good defense on paper, but once again, for me, I'm not ready to go that far because this was not a good defense last year. Any decent team, any above average quarterback, the Philadelphia Eagles played last season. Go look at the numbers. They got absolutely smoked. So I don't know what to expect. By the way, I forgot about Darius Slice. So thank you yeah. for catching that one there, Ryan. Uh, I talked with Ron, Ron Rothstein, does a great job of the uh, Philly city cast here on VEASAN on the network. And look, it's music to my ears as somebody who's, Kind of getting enticed by the Cowboys now, plus a dollar thirty-five to hear that they're not going to run the ball as much, and they're going to make Jalen Hurts throw the ball more with this new look offense. I get it. You have AJ Brown, so that's the point, right, Ryan? They're going to try to get AJ involved as much as as possible. What else does the rest of the offense look like in, in this new pass? I don't want to say pass first, but in maybe a more pass happy offense than we saw last year. 
Yeah, this is, and and I say this, I mean, this has been reported from Eagles insiders in the area. And owner Jeffrey Lurie, he he wants to he wants to throw the football. Right? Mm-hmm. He he wants his franchise to be a throwing team like the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, you know, like teams that that sling the rock. Uh, and I don't know if he has the quarterback to do it. So that's another reason why they're going through the change because this is sort of like the final exam for Jalen Hurts. All right, we're going to throw the football. You're either going to drown or you're going to swim. Dallas Goddard is someone I key in on, and he's someone that I like for his over receiving yards for the season set at 725 and a half at Bet Rivers. He was Jalen Hurts security blanket a lot last season. This is a guy now that doesn't have Zach Ertz lingering over his shoulder. He had a full off season as the guy. He has a full season as the guy. So Dallas Goddard is someone to keep an eye on. Devontae Smith, what type of steps is he going to take in year two? And Miles Sanders, he's throwing out Vince Young dream team-like comments. Why don't you pump the brakes, buddy? Uh, he needs to step up a little bit uh, as wide, rec- uh, wide receiver, running back number one this year. So they have the weapons. Uh, we just are not sure how it's going to translate in this new-look offense. Well, in defense of Miles Sanders, he played at Penn State, so he's not usually used to what good talent is. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, it's going to be a wild ride. Hopefully you get some rest in the summer because you know it's going to be wild for the Philadelphia Eagles this year. Appreciate the time, my friend, uh, and great job in the CityCast here in Vison. Uh, thanks, fellas. I appreciate uh, coming on. Uh, I can't wait much. to see how this all plays out. By the way, you got to lay the juice. $1.25, you think they're going to win 10 games. Nine games a year ago. You want them to go over? Nine and a half? I don't know. Got to lay it. When we come back, let's talk college football playoff and the pathway there. Who's got the best one? Come on back, Betting Across America on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Well, we roll on betting across America here at Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw coming at you. And Amal, you're one of the people in the network that I look at with college football, and I go, expert. Guy knows what he's talking about. So I need to know. you got to branch up besides one other person in your life. <laughs> we got we, we got some real sharp minds here when it comes to college football, and you are certainly one of them. The, the, the odds to make the college football playoff. Now, last year, there was a caveat in the system, kind of upset the apple cart a little bit. That was Cincinnati, right? You get a non-power five in there. And I wonder now, because of their performance or lack thereof in it, does it make the case harder, even though subjectivity is not supposed to play a part of this, right? It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be, well, let's just look at the records. But they're going to go, well, you saw Cincinnati. They look like they didn't belong. Is it going to be chalk this year, in your estimation, in that pathway to the college football playoff? Because Ohio State, we know they could probably suffer a loss, still be in the conversation. Alabama did it last year. They can suffer a loss, still be in the college football playoff. Maybe Georgia now is afforded that same luxury if they were to stumble in the SEC. Not saying that those are three spots, that even with one loss they're in, but I think you can make a case, right? So it always comes down to that fourth team potentially in it. Bama's an overwhelming favorite, minus 240, you got to lay it. Ohio State, a little bigger at 255. Now, these are two of the four teams we're going to see at the end of the day. Are there any surprises coming our way that we just don't foresee now? Look, for me, it's going to come down to Utah and Georgia. I believe Clemson gets in. I believe they win the ACC. I think they're going to have a great year. Their one game that's going to be critical for them is going to be at Notre Dame. Uh, Alabama's going to run the table, in my opinion. Ohio State's going to run the table. Now, you sit there and say, well, it never happens. Well, you know, look, Alabama hasn't lost more than two games, I think, in almost a decade or, or some, somewhere around there. Ryan Day's 34-4, and four, hasn't lost more than two games in a season. So I think both those teams will find their way in. Georgia, there's a lot of projecting going on with them, right? Like it's exit polling. You've interviewed 100 people, and you've already called the nation in terms of the election. It's Love amazing. Love the comparison. And, and with Georgia, you got to build the offensive line. I have question marks. Your best wide receiver, Jermaine Burton, transfers to Alabama. You lose a ton on defense. You're always good at the running back position. They're as good as anybody in college football at the tailback position. But how good are they going to be? Now, the one thing that bodes well for them is schedule is pretty weak. They don't really face any teams in the SEC where you go, wow, these guys are really going to give them a challenge. I think when you look at, you get Mississippi State coming across in terms of division. You get Auburn, which is the the, the old uh, the oldest rivalry in the Deep South. They're Georgia and Auburn. But overall, the non-conference, Oregon in Atlanta, 45 minutes, I mean, from campus, or I should say 75 minutes, but Georgia Tech, I mean, these are games you're going to win. They should roll into Atlanta undefeated unless the Gators show some improvement as the season progresses. 
I look at it too, and I wonder, kind of getting back to the Cincinnati, almost, I don't want to say a stain in the college football yeah. playoff a year ago, but like Georgia and Alabama, and, you know, they always say, well, if you lose, when do you lose? How does that matter? You know, Alabama loses to AM, but still they, they find their way in. And then you have what was a really competitive national championship until the, the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. So are those stigmas gone that now they're going to go, no, you can take two from the SEC? Well, and and you can take, you know, you, you, we don't have to worry about if they lose one, should they still be good enough to end? Did they answer those questions last year because the way it played out? Yeah, I think so. But I think it has to be on a year by year, case by case basis. But unfortunately, it won't be. I thought you brought up a great point. I think there's a bit of a stigmatism to it. And I think people will attach that to it. I thought Cincinnati played well. I thought you could argue that Cincinnati played as well as Notre Dame ever did against Alabama mm-hmm. last couple of times. And you look at even previous to that, Washington, when they lost 24-7, I think that game was in Atlanta in the Peach Bowl, and they didn't play particularly great against them. So I don't think it should be held against another team that's on the level of a Cincinnati or someone like that. Um, I think the benefit of the doubt is always given to Bama. Look, the only people that uh, should be th- – Alabama should be thanking Auburn that they got in the playoff. Because if Tank Bigsby stays in bounds – that's a two-loss Alabama team. They're not in the they're, they're not football the, they, don't, they don't go down and win the game. Exactly right. That's 40 seconds they lose that football game, and, and it was so crucial. You can't make that mistake. But regardless, when you look at um, this Alabama team this year, I think they're going to be phenomenal. I think if the offensive line plays well, Alabama's got a chance to have one of their best teams ever. I'm not saying they're going to be as good as one two years ago offensively, and defensively they won't be as good as 2011 in my opinion, but they're going to be right there. You mentioned Utah, mm-hmm. and they are 5-1 to one to find their way to the college football playoff. There is a team in their own conference that has shorter odds, and that would be SC. And we know about, obviously, the transfer portal and Caleb Williams is following his head coach, Lincoln Riley, from Oklahoma to go out to SC. They are 4-1 to one to make their way in. I, I got to think that the, the problem here is, well, one is there's no margin of error for SEs or the Utahs. If they're going to cash one of those tickets for you, either four to one or five to one, they have to run the table, right? So unlike our conversation about the SEC, where maybe a Georgia and Alabama can afford a loss, can either one of these schools they they have to be perfect like they were in Friday Night Lights? Can you be perfect? I think it's going to be tough. I just think that the Utah, when you look at USC, it's going to come down to the game October fifteenth at Utah. I, Dave, I don't know if they're going to be able to win that game on the road, but I will tell you this: if they win that game. It's going to be a bit of a changing of the guard immediately in the Pac-12 and uh, or for a couple more years this year and next yeah. year for USC. But and then they got to play Notre Dame in the final game of the regular season wow. at the Coliseum. So I think USC's got a challenging schedule. I think Utah is going to win at Florida. I think Utah is going to beat uh, USC at home. I like them to come out of the Pac-12. I don't know if they run the table, but if they do, they got a great shot to get in the playoff. Cam Rising, about 80-1 to in the Heisman watch there. So it's not like they, they're devoid of... Like, we look at SC and go, well, they have all the skill players. No, Utah's got some skill players, too. Rising, since he took over in that game in the second half against San Diego State in overtime for Charlie Brewer, has been the difference maker for this team. Yeah, Dave, the other thing that I don't like in college football is so much of kind of evaluation of a team going into the next season is based on the bowl game performance. Mm-hmm. If they had beaten Ohio State, they're, they're viewed differently coming into this preseason. Yeah. And, and I think what it was a 45, 42. Some, yeah. Some right that range. yeah, exactly. I thought Utah played a phenomenal football game. It was one of those. I didn't feel like they deserved to lose. I, I just thought they just ran out of time and a little gas. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but to me, this Utes team, nine wins, I, I don't see four losses on the schedule. I think they're going to win a Florida, even if you consider that a loss, Southern Utah, San Diego state at home at ASU, 
They're going to beat those teams. Oregon State comes calling home. At UCLA, is going to be a challenge. won't be easy. And then SC. And then after that, you got at Oregon. So maybe those are the four you argue are losses. But I don't think they're losing to USC, UCLA, Florida, and Oregon. I'm with you. And again, uh, right now, it's juiced to the under nine, which surprises me. That, that does surprise me as well. I think you found pretty good value there playing that over nine at minus $1.05. I would say this, Dave. You win the game against Florida, oh. bar, barring catastrophic injuries throughout the course of the season, you feel really confident Utah is getting over nine wins then. I know everybody loves Ohio State. I know you love Ohio State, and, and rightfully so. They might have one of the best offenses that we've seen. They've had some really good offenses in recent years, but that's how good the, the wide receiving group looks. C.J. Stroud's a short favorite to, to win the Heisman Trophy. I want to talk about their adversary. I feel like Michigan is just getting whoosh, disrespected. They won the Big Ten last year. They beat Ohio State last year. Now they're a long shot to do what they did last year and get back to the college football playoff, and I think even a longer shot to win the Big Ten. What do you make of Harbs this year and what might happen at Ann Arbor? Look, I think they're going to have a really good year. I think they're probably looking at a situation where they're probably 10 and 2, um, may, maybe 9 and 3. I look at the schedule. At Iowa is going to be a challenging game. It's never easy going into Kinnick Stadium. Nope. And I think with Iowa's defense, it's going to be a real challenge. The non conference works really well Oof. for Michigan this year. Uh, you get Colorado State, Hawaii, and uh, UConn. So those the, are all wins. The, those right? are all wins. Penn State at home, they should win that football game. Should beat Indiana on the road. Easily. Um, so then it comes down to the Iowa game and at Ohio State. In Ohio State, everything is focused on beating them this year. I think I think Michigan should get over their win total of nine and a half. Yeah. Um, but he again, they've kind of got the Georgia factor going for me this year. We're giving them a lot of credit for what they did last year. Now, with the schedule Georgia has and which Michigan has, both these teams should have extremely good seasons. I think Michigan should get over nine and a half wins. Boy, I think it's going to be hard-pressed to see them not doing that well there. Yeah, and again, unless something happens that we don't foresee, and obviously right. there's been some coaching staff changes but it felt like last year they, they made the, the household changes. It really worked to Michigan's favor. They got back to what they're, they're known to do, play defense, run the football. If they can do that same formula, you don't ask the quarterback to do too much. You lose Josh Gaddish to Miami yeah. as the dip offensive coordinator. He goes down there with Ed Orger, excuse me, not, um, uh, Mario Cristobal. Mm-hmm. And then you lose uh, Mike McDonald, your defensive coordinator, who goes back to the Ravens. So a little bit of a concern there from a Wolverine perspective. But I think losing a Baggio... Um, and uh, Hutchison on the line is going to have a huge impact, and then Daxton Hill in that secondary. But it just shows you how overwhelming Ohio State is to win the Big Ten yeah. this year at minus two twenty. That Michigan seven to one. I mean, I don't know if you like Scani here twelve to one. Penn State to get back in the mix at fourteen to one. Sparty now long shot twenty five to one after the year they had. It just feels like it's Ohio State or bust. I would agree with you, and I would look in the Big Ten West just to get to the championship game. I would not look to win the conference. I don't believe any of those teams from the West are going to beat Ohio State or Michigan. Iowa could beat them because it's a home game. But when you play a neutral side, I would give Michigan the edge if it were a rematch. Get me fired up for college football. I can't wait. I can't either. When we come back, let's talk a little bit more with uh, Mike Pritchard. I believe we're going to have Pritch on to talk all things NFL when we come back right here. So much more to get to. And by the way, Aaron Judge is not on yard, but the Yankees have scored again. It's 7-2. The Judge is at the dish. All rise. Can he get to 43 before the day is done? We'll figure that all out. Come on back. It is Betting Across America right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 
The College Football Guide is out right now. And the Pro Football Guide is coming very soon. There's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every single team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. So reserve your copy of the Football Betting Guides today and get access to everything we offer for the entire football season with a VEASAN all-access subscription. Make this football season your best ever. Subscribe now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back alongside Amal Shaw, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America. Amal, we're broadcasters, right? So we don't really have an off-season yeah. to prepare for. You know what I mean? I don't know if you like have extra tea sometimes <laughs> before a big season's getting ready to start. But our next guest, Mike Pritchard, this would have been... In Pritch's heyday, right? We're at end of July. Yep. It's training camps. You know, he's wins a national championship in Colorado. He's playing in in Atlanta as a first round pick in the NFL. I mean, Pritch, this has got to be like, is it weird for you now, or do you just get up and do extra workouts to still feel like you're back <laughs> in, in those days? You know, Dave, I'm all great to be with you. From time to time, I did find myself trying to do a two-a-day uh, here and there, right? <laughs> of course, without the pads, man. But, nah, you know what? It, it, it's surreal, to be honest with you, because it was so long ago now that I'm in my 50s that that I would knock heads for two-a-days, once wow. in the morning, once in the afternoon, getting ready for the NFL season. And I'm talking about two weeks of hitting before preseason even started. Uh, and, and so now when I watch the guys, the fellas prepare for the league now, and they're out there in sh- helmets and, sh- and shorts, I'm envious. I'm not going to lie. I'm envious. But it gets you excited, though, guys. I mean, football is here. We're within a week of the first preseason game. But, no, each and every year around this time, uh, my excitement goes through the roof. By the way, your introduction wasn't proper. The most humble person you'll ever meet in your entire it life, really regardless is. of former NFL player or not. The humility <laughs> is amazing. I just love having a mom. Maybe I'll learn something about humility once in my life. But, Mike, I want to ask you right now. We were talking about the Denver Broncos earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Russell yep. Wilson guy. I don't know what camp mm-hmm. you come in on, Russ, but... I think this just gives an upgrade to this team, obviously at the quarterback position. But I feel like from a management perspective, it says to the players and the current team, look, we're trying to give you the resources to be able to win. What do you make of the acquisition of Russell Wilson? And then how do you see the Denver Broncos in what I consider to be the most competitive division I've ever seen on paper? It is, Amal. And, you know, my humility uh, humility is the fact that I left it out all on the field. Uh, you, mm-hmm. I don't think you would have made that comment if you would have known me as a player. But <laughs> uh, certainly to be able to leave it on the field allows me to be humble now. But uh, I agree with you. I think uh, the Broncos have their ducks in a row, man. I mean, I, if you look at the organization uh, since Pat Boland, and unfortunately he passed away, uh, rest in peace, but uh, – Pat Bowlin as an owner, the previous owner of the Denver Broncos, had more appearances in Super Bowls than losing seasons. Wow. And that's why he's a Hall of Famer. But the structure from the top down is what made the Broncos franchise uh, what it became. And they lost that after Peyton Manning retired. They lost that because it was a trust situation. Now they got an owner. Uh, and now they have Russell Wilson. So the combination uh, of an ownership and, and structure from the top, uh, and now you throw Russell Wilson into the locker room as a better, there is so much to like about the Denver Broncos in this upcoming season and in future seasons as well. And that's why I said uh, at the beginning of the show, Mike, I, I said it's one of your, I think, a fantastic way to describe it. You call him a walking culture. 
that when Russell Wilson <laughs> walks in, he, he there, there's the culture right there. He sets it. But I know that you like the Chargers still to win this division. Is that culture set now by Brandon Staley in year two? Has he learned from the mistakes of year one so that you can trust him from a betting perspective in year two? The reason why, Dave, I like the Chargers to win a division at plus 230 is, you know, Hackett in a first-time coaching situation, I, I think it's gonna they're going to have to iron out some wrinkles, uh, even though I'm, I'm high on the Broncos. The Chargers, to me, from a roster standpoint, uh, from a quarterbacking standpoint, it, everything is in line for them to win the division. They almost swept the Chiefs last year, mm. uh, if you recall that. So your question about Staley is, is an accurate one because I, I think from, from his vantage point, he's got to just stay out the way. I know he's a whiz kid. I know a lot of people think highly of his intel- intelligence. But just move out the way. I hope he learned a lot from his mistakes last year. And if he did, and if he moves out the way and just allows those players on the field to produce the wins that's necessary as, as opposed to winning the games from the sideline, uh, I do think the Chargers could have a spectacular season. Uh, I, I'm betting on the fact that he learned a lot last year uh, as a first-time head coach that way. He's going to move out the way. He's going to let these players play. Uh, and let that roster win the games and perhaps win a division. That's that's where my bet is right there. Pritch, I want to go a little bit away from uh, on the field to off the field. The Arizona Cardinals re-signed Kyler Murray with two years remaining on his contract. I'm a little bit surprised by this move because there was no reason to rush into this. And then they put that clause, which they rescinded in terms of film study. Uh, From your perspective as a player, I mean, how does this look? How does this reflect on the organization? I feel like there's just something amiss here right now. Well, as a player, I think Kyler's soft. Um, and the organization backed that up for me when they put that clause in there. Uh, now, they've rescinded they taken that clause away because obviously Kyler, Kyler's upset. Uh, he's a little frustrated at the podium. And certainly you don't want your quarterback losing confidence. Um, at, at this point, Amal, I, I, I'm trying to understand when you're a high pick like that, you're a franchise quarterback, everything is perfect for him. I, I think from an agent standpoint, his agent – Kingsbury's agent, Kimes' agent, they all held the Cardinals uh, uh, hostage in terms of all getting an extension. And they collectively did that. Uh, and I think the organization is kind of mad at that. So from a betting standpoint, I, I think there's a fracture in that kind of relationship or, or a mistrust, if you will. And Kyler's got to prove himself. We'll see if he can redeem and prove himself. But as a former player, and I'm sure he's got some teammates uh, in that locker room that think uh, similar to what I think about him, and that's the fact that the guy is soft. Uh, I think he needs to mature, and I think he needs to get tough mentally in order to lead this franchise to, to the Super Bowl. Talking with our guy Mike Pritchard, former first-round pick in the NFL. In Pritchard, that first year in the ATL, you guys went all the way to the playoffs. Very talented team you had there. I look at the Bengals now, and it was year two for Joey B and company. And remember year one, he's got the leg injury in D.C. So really it almost felt like a longer rookie year in year two. You know how, you know how hard it is to win again uh, and back stuff up, right? And they came oh yeah. so close to winning the Super Bowl. But you like them to do that in that division and win the division again. Uh, why is it that you think the Bengals won't have maybe one of those little drop-offs that people are anticipating with this club? 
Uh, yeah, it's interesting because uh, my rookie year, the Falcons had not been to the playoffs in a number of years, and then we get to the playoffs uh, that year, almost got to a Super Bowl, really. But mm-hmm. um, I, I think when you look at the Bengals, a similar situation, uh, they had history of going to the playoffs, losing in the first round, obviously. But that young nucleus that they have uh, and what they established on offense, all 25 years old or younger, uh, and they established something that's never been done in the history of the game when you talk about quarterback, running back, and receiving core, um, I, I think it's special. Uh, and I think they think it's special, and they want to build on that. So they've enhanced themselves uh, from a personnel standpoint on the offensive line, defensively as well. And I think they know who they are. Zach Taylor's done a great job uh, being on a hot seat the previous season, going to the Super Bowl last year, uh, of really creating a culture. Uh, now, the health situations, you've got to uh, keep an eye on that. But they, they're primed to, to have a window open. Uh, and when which they chase championships for a number of years from a contract standpoint and certainly a talent standpoint. So I, I look at them uh, with the least amount of questions in that division uh, to come out there and defend uh, their title there. Mike, I want to ask you about two teams and their futures are going to be really tied to their quarterback play this year. The Miami Dolphins with Tua, tremendously accurate in college, but he had a month and a half to throw the football. The NFL, you know, is about anticipation. And then Jalen right. Hurts. Um, both of these guys have not, for me at least, not proven at a level where I'm confident in backing Miami and Philadelphia. How do you see the fortunes of both of these teams with their quarterback play? Do you like them? Maybe still jury's out, or you're a hard no on them? I like them. I like Jalen Hurts and his ability to be that sixth eligible. And Dave will tell you about that. When, <laughs> when you can run the ball uh, and, and score 10 touchdowns like he can uh, and then just put pressure on a defense from a running standpoint and play action standpoint, Jalen Hurts uh, is off the charts in terms of his uh, ceiling. Uh, and then Tua, I, I, I don't know. Uh, and, and therefore, I, I need to see how he plays with this type of talent around him. I know what he can do from a percentage standpoint. I know he can complete passes. But can he be a difference maker at that position? I just don't know that yet. Uh, and that's a wait-and-see approach for me with Tua. I love the fact is we got to wrap it up here, Pritch, that, that you have the Cowboys to win the East at plus a dollar thirty-five. I've been waiting for a sign to pull the trigger. You just gave me the sign I needed, Pritch. So I'm going to back your play there. Hey, thanks for taking the time, Mike. We really appreciate it here on a Saturday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Appreciate you guys. Have a great day. Hey, it's, it's always great to catch up with Mike and talk NFL. When we come back, let's talk a little Major League Baseball here, Ma, on what we're seeing today and what we might see tonight. Come on back. It is Betting Across America here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters— 
I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using the code VEASAN200, win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any MLB game and either team simply hits a home run regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM all season long. Sign up today with the king of sportsbooks. Eligible restrictions to apply. MLB trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. We roll on betting across America here at Circus Sportsbook in fabulous downtown Las Vegas. Dave Ross and Mall Shaw coming at you. Seventh inning stretch, I do believe, in the boogie down known as the Bronx and the Yankees, sure. and you're on the Yanks today. Seven to two, looking pretty darn good. Yeah, run line there was at 145 in the overnight, closed at 155. Too high of a price just to uh, lay in a regular spot. I thought the Yankees would bounce back. Talk about a benefit from a rain delay yesterday. Mm. Score eight in the eighth, take care of business against the Royals, and now they'll make wow. it two in a row here against Kansas City. The slam yesterday for Judge. He's gone yard again. So, again, he's got 42 home runs right yeah. now. As the tally continues to see if he gets one more AB. Another final already in today. The Rays wearing their throwbacks, which always makes me laugh. It wasn't that long ago that they were the Devil Rays, but they went Devil Rays today. So the Devil Rays get a win over the Guardians, who went with today's team name, the Guardians. They lose 6-4. to four. Yeah, the need to push jerseys on the fans. I'm like, are you not pillaging them enough on pricing of seats? So let's go throwbacks. Throwbacks, please. I mean... <laughs> Just certain franchises shouldn't even be allowed to do that. You should be. You should have a requirement of how many years you've been in existence. 
<laughs> but uh, they get the win here. Uh, important win for the race. Kluber gets a start. Gives up a three-run homer in the uh, fifth or sixth. Yep. And um, we see them hold on for dear life. Ramirez comes to the dish in the ninth inning with runners on first and second. Fairbanks gets out of it. They get the win 6-4. Let's talk about some games that have not gone yep. uh, and started off as of yet. And I want to talk about the Phillies a little bit. Nice series uh, this past week against the Braves. Mm-hmm. Now, this was, you know, they fired Joe Girardi. And all of a sudden, they hit that hot winning streak, and you think, all right, the Phils are going to be second-half players. Trade deadline, obviously, looming. Ranger Suarez on the bump today against Mitch Keller of the, the Buccos. And right now, they're uh, solid favorites here, minus $1.55 on the run line. You can get them at plus $1.10. Plus what do you make of the Phillies today? What do you make of them big picture in the second half? Yeah, I think uh, I don't think they're going to make much of a push. I'm not concerned about them for making a run in the National League. Let's start with that at the top. Okay. Um, they're still obviously in contention for the wild card as mm-hmm. they're currently tied with the Cardinals, but I believe the Cardinals will edge them out over the long haul. Um, I think it's going to be tough for the Giants and Marlins, who both sit at four and six games back. In terms of today, I like them in this spot. Buccos come in having lost five in a row. Um, the Pittsburgh Pirates um, are currently j- just struggling at this mm-hmm. point in time. Blow the game yesterday. Quintana pitched well for five and two-thirds. Suarez has been a little bit inconsistent, but against Mitch Keller, I think an opportunity here for this Phillies team. Dave, my problem with backing the um, the Phillies in this Keystone matchup is they're just inconsistent. But Suarez, last 10 innings pitched, uh, just um, given up only eight hits and zero earned runs. I look at the Phillies, too, and I go, okay, they're, they're kind of in no man's land. Yeah. So there's six games over 500, as you mentioned right there. They're they're right in the thick of the uh, at least getting a wild card spot here. If your management, right, are we buying, selling, holding? Like there's going to be a lot of these teams that are going to be right that are having these conversations by the minute as we get closer and closer to the trade deadline, and going, what what, what should we do? Great question, David. I'll give you a two part answer, and, and and the second one is going to be what I think they should do. First part was Bill Parcells always used to say, the goal is just getting the tournament, right? You get the shot. playoffs, and then you got a shot. But I think in football, it's different because it's a one-game scenario. I think in baseball, when you look at it over the course of the postseason, I just don't think they've got the pitching and the bullpen to be able to really push this team without Bryce Harper against some of the opponents. I think for Philadelphia, you look towards the future. You hate to give up on a season, especially when you're a wild-card team right yeah. there. But I, I just think it'd be very difficult when you look at Atlanta, the New York Mets, the Los Angeles Dodgers, to potentially have to go through these teams, not to mention um, St. Louis, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Milwaukee and San Diego. So I don't think it's easy from that perspective. But I, I would say it's going to be a tough haul. If I'm the Philadelphia uh, Phillies, I'm looking towards 2023 and saying, hey, how do we get people in here? How do we become a more consistent team? Uh, let's stay on that theme here because tied with the Phillies for that wild card spot is the Cardinals. And right now, the Cardinals are a dollar sixty-five betting favorite over the Nationals today. Dakota Hudson on the bump against Eric Fetty, and again, similar situation. But I know what the fan base in St. Louis is going to say: "Get us in." So we might not catch the Brew Crew, but get us in as a wild card. Best fans in baseball. You just never know. What do you make of them today? And again, bigger picture for the Cardinals. Look, I still like St. Louis. Uh, it's it's unfortunate they're doing it without Jack Flaherty. The starting pitching has been highly inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Nicholas was great last night. They get the win. Thought it was a fairly cheap price. Hudson in this one. You said Fetty's pitching. I've got Espino listed, but I'm not sure who's going to be starting this one. So if okay. you're going to bet this one, check who's going on the bump for either side here. I'm sorry, for the Nationals. Dakota Hudson, inconsistent. A little bit high on the whip, Dave. Um 
I still got to go with St. Louis here on this price, but I, I'm not going to take this game. I don't think this is as good of a spot as it was yesterday when they were 155 or 60 uh, with Nicholas on the mound. We mentioned we talked a little bit about the Metropolitans in the mm-hmm. first hour. Again, they're down there after beating Sandy on Sandy Day in Miami. Uh, Cookie Carrasco is going to be on the bump today uh, for New York. You had to lay almost $2 if you want to back the Mets today against the Marlins. I Again, I just got the Braves coming up here, right? So you mm-hmm. got to get through this series here. Great start to it yep. with that win yesterday. Do they carry that over today? Yeah, great question. You got uh, Nick Niederite uh, making his uh, first start of the 2022 season. Uh, he pitched a few times in 2021, has really struggled a bit in his appearances in the big leagues. I think Carrasco is good enough to be a guy that you would look at high price here. I would look at the run line because this Marlins team, Dave, can't score. Yesterday they scored three runs in the first, yeah. get a run in the second inning, and then they decided we're going to take the next seven innings off. <laughs> and I think you'll find that inconsistency with this team, and that's where the problem lies. Uh, so I'm a big run line guy. Now, there are certain teams you don't want to take on the run line. They're not as good. But you look at the Dodgers this year. Uh, last night, Kimball uh, blows the run line 5-2 lead going in the ninth. They Man. win 5-4. But they've won eight. They've only won eight games by a single run out of their 65. The other 57 have been by two runs or more. So, to me, uh, you'll get beat sometimes, but you don't lay that heavy juice. And I think in the long run, it benefits you from a mathematical standpoint of taking minus 120 instead of the minus 190 if you're going to back the Mets in this spot. Uh, we have a home run in the Bronx. Well, I know but it's I- not Aaron Judge. It's Matt Carpenter, power of the mustache. <laughs> For Matt Carpenter here, who has somehow resurrected his career with the Yankees since his uh, since they picked up that left-handed bat, great stash right now, looking really good for you. Eight to two, they tried to get him out inside, that didn't work. Boy, that power stroke is there. And you mentioned this again, bigger picture. You imagine Juan Soto with that short porch. If Carpenter's just loving the confines of Yankee Stadium. I, I mean, to me, I don't understand why this acquisition hasn't even been made already because. I look at Dave. You got two more years of team control. Usually, when you go to rent a player of this caliber, it's just for eight weeks. That's it. I mean, you got a guy. You can. Can you imagine? You bring in Soto, and you sign Judge. You can even let Soto walk in two years. But for the next two years, you're an absolute force. Yeah, I mean, think about that. If you resign, wow. Yeah, and again, that would be boy pie in the sky if you're a Yankee fan that you could keep Soto under that current deal. But I have to think that if Soto gets traded wherever he goes, right, he's going to say, "I want the new deal now." The problem is you don't have to give him the deal, but that's what he would want. No, I don't think he'll do that because he's represented by Scott Boris, who's already said no to and the Nationals. Boris takes everybody to free agency unless your name is Steven Strasburg and you come with your own ambulance and you know you're not going to be healthy. And for some reason, Mike Rizzo signs him to that seven for 175. I didn't understand that, and then he gets to opt out after he has a great World Series performance. You know, you know, you were in the in the uh, DMV, mm-hmm. and I always thought. And were you there for when Flacco won the Super Bowl? Oh yeah. I, if I were Steve Bashotti, I would have said, Joe, we really appreciate your service. Now we're going to help you pack. The, you're the, not, highest, you're the not, highest paid quarterback at that time, Joe you're, Flacco. You're not going to bring us back. I already know that. You're not good enough. That was a that was a misplay by, was it Brock or Moore? Who was it? Well, that's that's the old, we're going to pay you for what you did last year. Yes. But we're not having the foresight to look to the future. And that's kind of the Aaron Judge, where you would not give him an eight-year deal. Because, again, you would give the eight-year deal to Juan Soto because we're talking about a 26-year-old versus a 31-year-old. But, but the great organizations, whether it's in sports or in business, have the ability to change to what the times are. If you are a type of company that maybe, you know, you were doing something that's become antiquated, you need to change to based on what the technology is. To me, it's the same thing with Joe Flacco or some of these other players. You sit there and say, hey, listen, we got to let you walk. I thought Strasburg was a guy who was great, but too many injuries. You can't have a pitcher going on the DL or the IL three times a year. 
If it's a problem, and it's been a problem for the Nats, I, I, I'll be fascinated to find out what they do before the trade deadline because you know the offers are coming in for Soto. You know Boris has already said you're not taking a deal for in D.C. So you, I know you want the money now. You're going to have to wait. You're going to get it. You get much more than what this offer is. And it's a good offer from D.C., but not a great one. It is, but here's the problem. Do you want to go to a program where you're going to continuously lose? Boris sent Seager to, to Texas. You think he wants to lose for 10 years when he could be playing for chips in L.A.? Great point. Let's come back, talk a little UFC off the top. I know you can't wait to break down. Amanda Nunes against Juliana Pena. We will talk about that and everything else going on in the world of sports. Come on back. Hour number three of Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Preseason football kicks off next month, and the VEASAN team has been prepping all summer. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power readings, VEASAN has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts. NFL veterans Mike Pritchard, veterans Mike Pritchard, veterans Mike Pritchard, veterans Mike. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.